Welcome to the Soul Meet Strategy Podcast. This is for the new earth feminine leader who is ready for exponential growth by going deeper into her magic. The woman who's here to expand her wealth, become fully self-expressed and make waves through her business. Hi, I'm your host, Jenna Fay, founder of Soul Meet Strategy. I've grown my multi six-figure business by mentoring badass women like you to unleash your embodied feminine leadership, use aligned strategy to scale, become masterful facilitators and experience quantum manifestation. If you're a full body yes to experiencing more wealth, pleasure and nourishment in your life and business, then you are in the right place. Come and connect with me on Instagram at soulmeetstrategy. Get on my email list at soulmeetstrategy.com and come hang out with me in my community of fellow new earth feminine leaders on Facebook. Now let's kick this off and get this party started. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to have you here with us today. I was just having an amazing soul conversation with my sister Libby, and we were deciding what were we going to do for this podcast today. And she had the divine download that let's actually have just an open conversation about what's going on in the world as we anchor in the new earth, in entrepreneurship, and we'll release this on both of our podcasts. So I'm going to pass it over to Libby and maybe let you introduce yourself first and then maybe I'll jump in after with a little bit about me and I vote that we let it flow from there if that sounds good to you. Yay, it sounds so good. I, I love our conversation so much, Jenna, because it's like we never know where it's going to take us and the things that come up and the, the things that we speak about. So just a little introduction of myself for those that have we've not connected before. My name is Libby Robertson. I've just changed my last name. I was Libby Wallace and now I'm Libby Robertson. We can go into that later if we want. Anyway, I'm Libby Robertson and I am a shamanic healer. I'm a business shaman, a coach, CEO of the School of Spiritual Healing Arts and Oh, there's so many amazing projects. My, the mission behind everything that I do, the intention behind everything that I do in my businesses, in my personal life, is to support everyone that I meet, really. <laughs> everyone that I meet, especially clients in a professional sense, but you know, everyone in the world, I believe, has a beautiful purpose that they're here to live. And a life of wealth, a life of abundance, a business of wealth, a business of prosperity and abundance and, and a way to live that supports the highest uh, expression and experience of life. So little, that's a little nutshell, a little nutshell version. A little yeah. nutshell because you are multidimensional. <laughs> How do we sum ourselves up in in a bio right like that's one of the biggest things when we're starting our businesses and when we're putting out our bios and when we're introducing ourselves and podcasts and interviews and media and to clients and you know in these different places like how do we actually sum up all the magic that we are right I think it's ever evolving. So it's kind of whatever flows through in the moment. So if you're listening to this and you just found this podcast or you're listening to it on Libby's podcast, my name's Jenna Faye Madden, um, formerly Jenna Faye Handel, because 
I changed mine a couple of years ago. Actually, maybe we'll get more into this after, but when Libby married me and my husband, <laughs> well, she was at my client retreat at the time. So there was some amazing things going on there. But uh, basically what I do is I run a global company and brand called Soul Meat Strategy. And this is a women's oriented brand. So I primarily work with conscious new earth feminine leaders on helping them grow six to seven figure businesses doing their soul's work. So basically merging wealth energetics, embodied leadership and conscious business strategy into one potent combination <laughs> to guide women forward because my intention and my why of why I really do what I do is ultimately to support the anchoring of the new earth. And my main role that I play is working with feminine new earth leaders, but it really goes into a ripple of impact beyond that. And yeah, this is, I honestly think what honestly brought a soul collision together for Libby and I was this underlying common thread and belief and role of moving forth the new earth. So maybe mm -hmm. we can start there. Libby, I'd love to hear what's your overall thoughts with the new earth? Like, what does that mean to you? Where are we headed? I would love to hear your thoughts. Yes, 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 yes. Before I dive into that, I just want to give a little overview as well into everyone who's tuning in to our conversation. So I found, I was following Jenna online. I think you added me as a friend from memory in about 2018, maybe late 2018. Yeah. I just started my business and you, I kept seeing your stuff. I remember, I remember lying in bed one night and I was living in Bali at the time and you had this post and you did this post. It was amazing. So I screenshotted it and I was like, I'm going to come back and refer to this post. And you, I, I never commented on anything. I never liked anything, but I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'd like, co like constantly follow you. <laughs> Total like ghost follower. And then all of a sudden um, I saw that you were doing a launch and that was like the last minute for this program that you had offered. And I reached out, I'm like, hey, is this the program? Like, this is where I'm at in my business. Do you think, you know? And anyway, long story short, Jenna's like, no, like I think this is better. And we had a conversation. I ended up working with Jenna and Spencer, her husband, one-on-one, -on -one, private, in one of their private containers. And that is what accelerated my entire business. And so when we, and, and the reason I wanted to speak about that before even talking about New Earth, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about business and about business success is because our businesses are a, a that they have their own consciousness they have their own soul and so when we as the leaders of our business you know make those scary investments like that for me at that time was such a scary investment to be making you know but I was like my business is not about me right it's about the impact that I'm here to have the new earth you know the new earth that we're creating the new way of humanity the impact the the life the opportunities that we're bringing to people so when I tune into the new earth it's about if oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to describe it because words 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 I invite everyone to close down their own close down your eyes if you want <laughs> you can feel this and picture this and just tap into your heart and just beginning to feel what it feels like when you're so happy when you're just living and you wake up with so much joy and you are walking down the street and you see your neighbor and you wave and you go up and hug them 
you have a conversation. And then that continues. Every person that you see, you smile, you exchange love, you bless them, you thank them for their existence. Pure joy, pure happiness, pure love, freedom. You realize that you're walking barefoot on the grass and the sun is shining on your face. And that heaviness that we have been walking around with in the past is no longer a complete lightness, an expansion, a freedom like never before. Blue sky, maybe pink sky. <sighs> so beautiful, so beautiful. And I don't know that words can ever, ever truly be able to articulate the frequency, the feeling. The feeling and the frequency is what will create the words. That's how we create the world that we're creating. But just everyone that's tuned in, I'd be really curious to hear what's come up for you. And if you would, what came up for you as you, as you felt into your vision for the new earth, Jenna. Yeah, that was beautiful as always. Thank you, Libby. And for me, that was more of a experience, I would say, an embodiment than, you know, visualization that came through. It was more of a feeling of just feeling, basically the feeling and the knowing that it's already here. And for me, the reference of, which I like to say a lot of anchoring in the new earth is more of us actually allowing ourselves to experience what's already available and accessible. It's not about becoming or hitting a certain dimension in order to then receive and earn this other reality. It's actually like we're already in the transition of the embodiment of it. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. It's already here. This is how we create it. We're, we're, it's not some, you know, like we, it's not some far away thing, you know, it's, it's how we be in any given moment in our day-to-day -day lives right now. You know, who are we being in any given moment? I was walking down, I was going for a walk two days ago and I was walking past a neighbor. So I live in a little, in the suburbs, kind of suburb beachy town where I live. And my neighbor was outside. She was, I think she was about to start washing her car. And I, we've been here for three months now in this house. And I was about to walk past and I went back and I was like, I need to say hello. Hello, I'm Libby. I live next door to you with my husband, Dane. You know, how are you? We had a conversation and I truly believe that it's the little things like that, that we do in our day-to-day -day lives where we bring our frequency, where we have created heaven on earth in our being, because that's who we be every single day. And then from there, we have little conversations with people. We bring that frequency to people. That is what begins to like create this ripple effect as everyone begins to feel that, remember that, receive that joy, receive that love, receive that abundance from us as the gatekeepers and the way showers and the leaders of that. So yeah. true and so good. It makes me think of yesterday. I went to the chiropractor in town for the first time because like you I just manifested as well. Maybe we'll talk about that in a sec, how we both manifested 
basically what was exactly on our manifestation list for home after both digital nomading for some time. So that could be good. But before that, yesterday I went to the chiropractor in the new town that we moved into two, two months ago. And here in Canada, because I know you're in New Zealand right now, here in Canada, things are a little bit more communist, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, and a little bit more fear porn oriented here at the moment. And so I never really know when I go into a place, like what the vibe is gonna be. So I just really center myself before going into stores to have an open heart, show up in love and compassion, because um, it's definitely allowed me to transmute a lot of like judgments and things from people, but also move through my own things around my sovereignty and stuff as well of, you know, choosing to honor what feels good for me and my body of not getting a vaccine right now, not wearing a mask other than if I'm choosing to kind of play in the matrix, like there's certain stores that such as when I went into the chiropractor, I'm like, well, if they're requiring me to wear a mask, I'm choosing to come into their place of business. And even though it doesn't follow the charter of rights, I'm like playing the game. So anyways, I walk into the chiropractor office with a mask on, which is not really my normal. And nobody went there was wearing a mask and it just seemed very relaxed. I was like, well, this is great. And then the chiropractor came over. He's like, hi, I'm Dwayne. He shook my hand and I'm like, great. People don't do that here very much <laughs> lately. So I was like, how nice. He shook my hand. We went into the room and I said, can I take this off? He's like, oh God, yeah. Um, I don't wear, I don't like, I don't wear those. I just don't really know when a customer comes in for the first time. So I took mine off and he shoves his in his pocket. And then we had a great conversation and found out he lives five doors away from us, five acres, five acreages away from us. And now we're having him and his family over soon for a barbecue. <laughs> and, you know, if I had, if we hadn't have come in with an open heart and had this conversation, I wouldn't have known he's my neighbor. We wouldn't have made that connection. He was very much on the same wavelength of what's going on in the world and so we made this beautiful connection now with a neighbor that otherwise you know may not have happened which to me that is what it's all about yes that is so good it's so good and it's funny like and, and I know you've been through something similar Jenna I get like so so many things that we can speak about the last couple of years you know I was living in Bali for a few years and I feel like that was this huge initiation and I I was almost playing around, not playing around so much, but I had to remove myself from my physical, that everywhere that had been home up until that moment to completely release ego, to completely release identities that I'd attached to, um, you know, completely changed my entire life. And I went on this very, very, very spiritual path, you know, really looking at, you know, you know, the galactic side of things and that, was beautiful for the time but I came when I came back to New Zealand six months ago I can't believe it's been six months now six months ago I realized that the real work when we're talking about the new earth and leading the new earth and bringing the this frequency of the new earth in is not about us sitting in our rooms and meditating and sitting in ceremony and you know and cutting off from the world it's yes doing those things I'm such I have ceremony every single day you know that's a non-negotiable for me to bring my connection you know into everything that I do but the real work is in the masses and the masses don't understand the galactic side of things you know and I'm speaking super generally like yet <laughs> they don't not aware of it yet um, and so when we're when we're looking at what's the most effective way to to actually be leading 
for me, it's been about taking everything that I've learned on this deep spiritual path, probably the last 10 years, but more so since I disconnected and sold all my things and got rid of all my belongings, that sort of thing. And, and now reintegrating back into a Western way of life mm-hmm. and bringing that, like you just talked like bringing that into the everyday and it's yeah, massive change. What is, what does the new earth look like for you? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. This is something I sit with pretty regularly and honestly it continues to, I don't want to say evolve, but I would say deepen mm-hmm. when I feel into and think about the new earth. But to me, the new earth is, I mean, it sounds cliche, but really rooted and anchored in love, which right now, a lot of what people are experiencing, I find, is still the residue of a lot of fear-oriented realities and just a lot of numbed outness. And so to me, having the like the collective experience of like deep love, presence, and really reverence for the human experience while being connected to the galactic and realizing that we're not just having a human experience we're having a spiritual experience you know people awakening in that sense and connecting to it and I also see a lot of what's the right way to say it crumbling of our current structures and systems which is very much happening in terms of everything from fiat money where I just saw literally today Spencer read me an article about how Russia has basically made it official that they're switching over to cryptocurrencies um you know it's like it's all wow so you know things like the financial structures that weren't working anyways and were very corrupt are shifting and I I feel like it may get at least on the the mainstream way worse before better but I feel that things are shifting into a different paradigm as well as honestly everything you know everything like there's mass disclosure happening Mm -hmm. people will be aware and they'll be able to hold it um and so part of the crumbling i feel that is happening too is i definitely believe that there will still be urban areas and cities Hello. We're here. We're flowing forward. We're back. <laughs> Had a little gap for a second. Anyways, where I was going with that was the crumbling of what's going on. I do still see there being cities and urban areas, but I feel on, on a scale beyond what anyone's seen in our lifetime of people returning to small, more localized communities. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that already starting to happen of a lot of people leaving cities but I see true conscious communities forming. I see the school and education system changing where there will probably still be schools, but it won't be nothing like what is taught and experienced now. And a lot of it will be homeschool or community schooled. You know, all of this, these systems basically changing from food and how we get our food and consume our food to sharing of things, the way we approach science, just like a completely new paradigm of how we approach these things. It's not the abandonment per se of them, but a completely different experience. 
Yes, I love this. So this is something that, so I see this and I, it's interesting because I already see this happening in New Zealand. We're so cut off from the rest of the world at the moment that we're really, I'm, I'm really noticing, I don't know how, you know, the almost realization of the importance of self-sufficiency, but that community buying local, like the, all of these types of things where, you know, where we are right now, there's local farmers markets. So like this, it feels very much like this, you know, returning to that, returning to that, way of being that conscious consumerism that conscious even conscious capitalism you know like we're still being able to operate on a global scale when we look at that sort of thing but from a place of in right relationship with the earth and right relationship with each other and you know sustainable and really coming back to that core as you were speaking I was wondering and I've been wondering this for a while do you think do you believe that like here we are consciously creating the new earth and we're consciously manifesting this we hold it in our vibration we're intentionally going out in the world every single day in our businesses and our lives do you reckon that the everyday person looking around I can see like three of my neighbor's houses right now as I'm sat here in my office the everyday person the average person is going to have any awareness of oh we're actually changing the whole earth or do you think it's going to be gradual enough day by day, moment by moment, bit by bit that they'll just be like, Oh, the times have changed. Do you know, like what, what's your beliefs on that? Do you know what I mean? I love this question. I, I had, you know, sat, I guess I have thought about this, but at the same time, this is really good and gets me thinking. <laughs> I believe that on the larger scale of things, it's going to be what you just described. And there's going to be a lot of people where they haven't, they're just so like numbed out and tuned out that over time, it'll just be like, oh, yeah, things have changed, you know, very much like how maybe in our parents' generation, what took 20 to 30 years where, you know, where we think of our grandparents and they didn't have cell phones and then like all these things of even what we've experienced in our lifetime, but it's been over a lifetime so far. Yeah. This, I feel like it's like a condensed timeline where it's going to already in a year people have already accepted mass changes. And so if you think about amplifying that in a positive way, but over two, three, four, five, ten 10 years, I think there's going to be a lot of people where they haven't necessarily had a crazy Kundalini Christ consciousness awakening. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, there's going to be more and more and more and more during that period that do wake up. And I also feel like there's going to be a lot of souls leaving the planet. I feel yeah. like we're going to see a lot of death we are going to see a lot of things happening which personally i feel like will get chalked up to more covid and stuff but you know we're going to see a lot more souls leaving whether that's because they're i think they're all choosing to leave if they're leaving but you know like whether this is vaccine shutting things or covid things or just actually people not being able to hold the vibration as the planet continues to ascend and then people just can't handle it and they leave or they feel like they've completed their karmic lessons you know like there's so many reasons but I think we'll see a lot of mass exiting um, on the planet and then there will continue to be more and more conscious awakening as well so I know it's kind of a roundabout answer but I feel like some souls are leaving some souls are already like seeing it and they're here for it and it'll continue to like amplify and then yeah. there's going to be a lot of people who are just kind of average everyday people not saying that they're better or worse than, but they're just in the matrix right now that 
some of them will just kind of be like, oh, wow, what happened? When did that happen? Wow, you know, like things have changed and it'll just, then they'll just kind of assimilate and over time continue their slower awakening process. I feel like there's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I totally see that as well. And it's interesting because when you were speaking about like that, you know, the crumbling that has to take place. Actually, when I was at your at your house in Canada, I was outside in the stars and seeing the stars and I had this download coming through of, and this was in 2019, right? So I knew, and in 2019, I had so many meditations. I remember one meditation, I walked out to my husband and I was like, I feel like shit's about to hit the fan in the world. He's like, what? I was like, I see some sort of war or something happening. And I couldn't work out what it was. I was like, there's something going on in Europe, but there's some sort of war going on. And he was like, well, maybe like it's easy. You know, it's time that lots of people, you know, leave the planet. Like we've been seeing this for, for ages. Anyway, so when I was at your place and connecting with the stars and receiving this massive upgrade, like, you know, the <laughs> life-changing and seeing the the message that came through was it's not a destruction it's a recreation and I knew that message was about something that was about to happen it's not a destruction it's a recreation and when you were just sharing before around the destruction that's taking place you know it's a mass awakening and what was your awakening like your personal individual awakening mine was subtle it was yeah. subtle and over, I feel like a long period of time. Like I would say it really started in 2012 as for I think a lot of people, but it was very, very subtle. Just like changes to lifestyle, you know, going more sober, you know, exiting a bad relationship, releasing toxic weight. And then, you know, led to releasing a job. So it started a lot more in a personal development kind of way with like very surface level spirituality. So to speak where, you know, I started getting into like, pulling oracle cards not that there's anything wrong with that I'm looking at one on my desk right now but it was more to me of just like wow this is cool like this is fun it, you know I wasn't really looking internally as well and I would say from there it really sparked when I did my Reiki training mm -hmm. and I had my first like out-of-body experience and then things kind of accelerated from mm -hmm. there mixed with me starting my business around the, my, that time and I always say you know, I started traveling full time. I met my current husband and then also started the business. Mm -hmm. And honestly, those were like a catalyst of amplified awakening, like from the last like five years to now. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. And it's like, I feel like what we experience at an individual level is also what's happening at a mass level. You know, like here you are taking responsibility for everything that's going on, changing your life. You know, for me, my awakening was more of like, woke up one night I'm like okay my whole life's got to change overnight right let's go but you know it felt like that and so the thing in common though I see is that level of responsibility so when we look at the mass awakening and the whole world's going through this at some to some degree to some extent and the individual journey will always look different but those that can't take responsibility or they refuse to take responsibility or they don't know how, or there's so much in pain and separation that they, they don't even know where to look to find the tools and their, their ego is speaking for them. Their pain is speaking for them. And I believe that it's those that aren't yet, or that aren't necessarily taking responsibility to be able to hold the new frequency that are going to be choosing to leave or those that, haven't necessarily honored their 
highest soul mission and they're going to be uh, of more use, if you like, in spirit than in human to the collective ascension. Yeah. So it's all a good thing. Like it's all a positive thing because everyone that's going to be on the planet is here for the right reasons. I love that. I love that. That resonates so much. And you kind of touched on it, which I just think might be really, oh, can you hear me? Okay, good. Wait, you moved your hand. I'm like, wait one sec. Okay, so we're good. I, know, I was <laughs> drinking my cup of tea. So my this, and Libby has her hand and her fingers up. <laughs> so good. Anyways, um, you kind of alluded just briefly to your awakening. And I just feel for those who don't know you, if you could just share a little bit of like your journey at a high level around, around that, because I know you had like a pretty wild experience that has really amplified everything for you over the last, you know, five plus years. Yeah. Yeah. So similar, like my first awakening was 2012, but it was very subtle as well. It was an introduction. It was where I was actually engaged to a Brazilian guy and he introduced uh, spiritualism. And that for me, I remember there was, we were drinking wine together, a cider or wine in London, sitting on this bench overlooking the river. And he was explaining spiritualism. And I, I was getting really excited because I was like, oh my God, this is the best parts of religion that I did agree with. There's a lot of religion that I don't agree with. Um, the, 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 bit, the parts I love and science merging. Like this is yeah. amazing. So that was the first moment that my life really began to change, 2012. Uh, that was 2011, actually. And 2012, there were crazy spiritual experiences that I just, I was like, everything that I've ever known is not as it is. Like seeing spirit, seeing, you know, ghosts, seeing my, my guides with my actual eyes, like these sorts of things, having dreams come to life that I'd had in childhood, like all of these types of things. I then had an experience where some of my, I was in this, anyway, some of my guides came to me in the physical. I was awake. Like you and I having this conversation, I was, I was awake. I won't share the whole story. There's a whole crazy story, but all you need to know about this part of the story was my guides had come to me. They were using my partner at the time, my fiance as a medium to share with me because I could feel them, I could see them. And then they were sharing the message through him to me. And he was speaking with his, like with his actual human voice. And he said, they're, they're saying to you, you can no longer drink because every time you drink, you get yourself into situations and they have to come rescue you. You're not here to live this life and they're not going to save you anymore. Like you cannot drink. Alcohol is not good for you. You cannot drink. And I was like, okay, okay, I got it. I gave up in that moment and I think I was sober for maybe 10 days, right? I was like, hey, done, right? My guides have told me I can no longer drink, I'm done. And anyway, I continued drinking after that. I tried to stop so many times, but it took me three years. And that last night that I drank five and a half years ago, the 30th, or it was the 29th of January, 2016, I was out partying, out drinking. And I threw myself off out of a window on the second story while I was wasted and I landed on concrete and woke up in the morning or sobered up in the morning in hospital. And the nurses and doctors are like, we don't know how you are alive. Like you should not have survived that fall. Like 
we don't know how you're alive. It's a miracle that you're alive. And I knew in that moment that, oh crap, my life's got to change. Oh crap, I can no longer drink. Oh my God, this is it. Holy crap. And I, I knew with every cell of my being that even though my guides had said three years ago, okay, this is the last time we'll save you. I know that that was actually them coming and being like, you are not meant to die just yet. You are not meant to leave this planet just yet. So 30th of January, 2016. Yeah, I haven't drunk since. And change that those, those dark nights of the soul. So that for me was like, <laughs> rock bottom, right? <laughs> Who am I? What am I going to do? What, like, oh my God. And it was really funny because literally hit rock bottom I landed on concrete like I just think this is like cosmic joke well done (laughs) landed on concrete damaged my legs I literally had to physically learn how to walk again I physically had to recover to be able to walk again and it was such a metaphor for what I was going through energetically and spiritually and in every single part of my life so that's kind of the nutshell slash also mini extended version. <laughs> and so there's way more to it than that, but yeah, you can read it in my upcoming book <laughs> if, you, if you want to know more, because I go into it there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the, the catalyst for my awakening. It was five and a half years ago. And then one day at a time, one day at a time, it's been just be the best me. Just I'm now at a place where I serve as much as I can. How do I get to be of service today? But those first three years was how do I get to be the best version of myself today? So good. Yeah. yeah. And it's been so amazing just seeing all of your growth and healing and evolution. Before we recorded this, we were talking about how two years ago-ish, the later this year will be two years that we were together in person. And I just remember seeing you literally levitating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That was crazy. That was like next level you guys we were at the retreat so Jenna Jenna and Spencer were hosting a retreat and they were actually living in New Zealand at the time and I was in Bali and she's like we're going to we're having the retreat in Canada I was like I have to be there so I flew to my husband and I were going to be in the states anyway so I flew up to Canada and met you guys and like it was such a cosmic experience like everyone there in the mountains in Canada with the oh my god it was next level and you guys were just I remember that night you were just all they were all sitting around having a training like a workshop and I was like I just felt my entire soul begin to leave my body so I just got up walked upstairs I remember having to like I think I was like holding the handrail walking up the stairs and went and sat in my room and sat on the chair and I was like hey just calm down calm down and I wasn't afraid like I didn't want to interrupt the workshop so I just went and like sat down and then I just like sat there. I don't, I could, it felt like I was there for like a minute, but apparently it was a few hours. And few I was hours. Just, you probably went <laughs> up at like six o'clock right after dinner. You <laughs> finished the training workshop, whatever, maybe eight o'clock. And like, where's Libby? Go up. I'm like looking around. You're in your room, but in the dark, in the corner with your actual levitating off the seat. <laughs> <laughs> now I hadn't taken any drugs. Like I don't, I don't do drugs. Well, I think we had some harpe right some may have had some some happy that day some happy no I don't even think it was that day I think or maybe maybe it wasn't even that day I don't think it was that day um but I remember Dane was in Peru my husband was in Peru at the time and that was his first ayahuasca journey I'm like hey there's something going on here but that levitation when I was meditating cosmically was such an activation it was like my soul 
had been around such beautiful soul tribe that I had to leave my physical body, receive some information. Like I was just hanging out in the cosmos. I can't even describe it with, with words properly. Uh, receiving information and then like when I finally came back to my body like I don't know it took hours to come back came all the way back and ever since then like I just had so many shifts and changes and I still feel like I'm receiving you know receiving the upgrades from many of the situations that I had on that whole trip like <laughs> it was I can't even I don't even know how long we were you were here and how long we were together but I think you were here at least a couple weeks and like, weeks yeah and it was there was just so many things I mean from the retreat and then like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode Libby married me and my husband which was a super synchronistic random thing before I can't really remember like once we knew you were coming I just kind of got the idea I'm like would you do our ceremony for us you had never done I don't think a ceremony before and funny thing was we all planned it literally over cacao the night before the wedding. We stayed up till midnight deciding what to do for the wedding. And it all went so beautifully and amazing. And then you came and stayed with us after that for a bit. And that was really amazing as well. And then from there, I think, did you go back to New Zealand and then to Bali? Yeah. 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 And then Hawaii and then Bali. Right. Carmen training in Hawaii. Yeah. We're all over the place, literally yeah. and figuratively in the best of ways. It was just this constant evolution. And then it's really funny too, because we often seem to have these parallels together where when you were moving back to New Zealand this year, like six months ago, at the same time, literally the same week, Spencer and I decided to come back to Canada to our homeland after trying to leave. We keep trying to leave, but we end up back here. But we had gone to Nicaragua. And then we came back at the same time as you and I remember literally having like some meltdowns about going to Nicaragua and not going to Nicaragua and talking to you. And it was just really interesting that we both kind of just got pulled back to like our homeland after on and off both of us digital nomad for the last several years. So it's, it's just really interesting to see. Yeah. I'm seeing this with a lot of conscious leaders right now being not necessarily back to their homeland, but people are kind of getting magnetized to like medium to longer term places like people who've been kind of bouncing around and it's like no this is where I'm meant to be ish right now during this transition yeah and like we we're talking about before we hopped on like you know as well by the way just before I say that most beautiful wedding ever like <laughs> the, the energy the the authenticity of it the the groundedness the down-to-earthness but the also cosmicness like swimming in the ice lake over the mountains it snowed like it was so magical outdoors like oh so beautiful with um I just had to share that <laughs> it was so 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 stunning and with the you know anchoring like we're talking about anchoring into the new home into the land into the place and a physical place to be able to hold the vision the mission, the energy to be able to actually call it in effectively. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, so much power in that, especially after, you know, learning how to hold and run a business and lead from it while you're physically moving takes energy. It takes work, you know, and so to be able to call in what we're actually calling in, you know, a new earth, <laughs> it's no small feat. It's like, you know, massive, massive intention that we're each all bringing through the importance of our environment 
and where we actually are is massive. Like share about your, I don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast before, but share about your manifestation of where you currently are now. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the Cliff's notes because that could be, I need to do an episode in itself on this. But, you know, long story short, for those who don't know my journey, it's like I've been literally on the move for five years, both by choice and I feel like by divine contribution as well, where a lot of things haven't gone to plan, which I don't think they ever really do. And long story short, you know, I've moved many a times, you know, even when I came back from New Zealand to Canada, I was like, I'm going to move to this part. And we've done this a few times now, like renting places with sight unseen and you drive across the country and realize it's actually not what it was supposed to be. It's like catfished. And anyways, long story short, I had created a bit of a pattern of like the dopamine hit of just like instant gratification of like finding a place. Cause I definitely am good at manifesting except I wouldn't be very specific and it was kind of driven in scarcity. So I, I would manifest places, but not necessarily the right places, whether this is like an Airbnb, a rental or otherwise. And so when we came back from Nicaragua, cause that was a big decision to come back to Canada and the heart of what's going on right now the big decision was to come back from a choice of love instead of to not come back would have been a decision out of fear because I could see what was going on and Nicaragua is like life is normal right now. So we chose to come back, but I said, if we're coming back, then we need to take our time. We didn't set a time limit to that, but we said we need to take our time and demand luxury. And to me, luxury, you know, luxury is different for every one of us. Like for some people, it's a penthouse suite. For some people it's in the suburbs. For Spencer and I, it's basically a farm. <laughs> That's luxury to us. So we said, okay, well, we're not going to rush it. We know the right place is coming and we're just not settling for anything less. So we stayed in an Airbnb for a hundred days when we got back to Canada, which is, it was actually really lovely Airbnbs probably matched the vibration of what we were emitting out for a longer term place. But we had a great experience there, but we did not like waver. We did not jump on places that didn't check the list and things that didn't feel good things where we couldn't see ourselves and this place became available that we record this in right now and it was just an interesting experience because number one rentals and house sales are insane in Canada right now as the crumbling happens so this is a rental we moved in and when we applied like over 100 people applied and I know you were experiencing similar in New Zealand and so it was interesting because there was like bidding wars happening, people from like out of province swooping in and taking places. And so when we applied for this place, it was a stretchy amount. It was more than we've ever paid for rent before. And they came back and we made it through the application process that they were interested in having us. And then the bidding, like other people started making offers. So they said, well, are you willing to pay more? And so that was a big initiation of like, are we worth it? Are we capable of it? all of the things that so we had to move through that. And we ended up saying yes, really yes to ourselves and said yes to the house. And now we live in a beautiful 20 acre oasis, basically mansion, which is beautiful because we have conscious friends coming and going and visiting us and the garden. And it's really everything that we've been craving, but just not allowing ourselves to receive into our reality, which puts us one step further to our like vision beyond the vision, which is to have a conscious community in these mountains. And so I feel like we're, you know, working on the skills and really opening up our hearts to being able to receive that whenever it 
unfold. So that was like the medium version of the manifestation of our current dream home. So exciting, so beautiful. And I, re I remember, I just want to speak, I remember you speaking this into existence <laughs> one and a half, like more than one and a half years ago. Like, yeah. so when it, it's funny, because I noticed one of the things that pretty much every single person goes through, like something that I noticed all of my clients go through, all of my friends, like everyone that's like, I want to manifest this now, you know, like I want this now. Sometimes the process of divine manifestation takes a little bit longer than the mind anticipates, but there's a reason as to why. And when you look back in hindsight, there's a reason why you could, why it didn't happen exactly when you think it's going to happen. Like, Always. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love another like overlapping thing of you were going through kind of the same process of manifesting your guys's place and stretch your rent and you know it's not saying not settling and all of the things so you know I guess a final question that for you is what would be one final thought or share or download or transmission that is flowing for you based on our conversation today for everyone There is so much magic and untapped potential within every single person. Every single one of us, beyond what we have perceived ourselves to be, have, oh my gosh, <laughs> the ideas, the vision, the joy, the love, the, the, the way that we choose to live, the way that we choose to show up from a place of trust, the way that we choose to choose our house and our home from a place of our next level, the magic that is here for us, but also that we are to bring through and the ripple effect that we create when we be our true selves and honor that and in integrity and an in alignment and an authenticity is going to change the world. It's going to mm. change. The world. Boom. Done. <laughs> like drop. <laughs> It was so, if it was hard on your ears, I just wanted to drop my mic. <laughs> she did it and it wasn't, it wasn't bad on our ears. It was totally worth it. The only <laughs> thing I can really add to that for anyone listening as we close off this episode that flows through for me is to hold the vision no matter the circumstance. And that goes both personally, professionally, and collectively. So we've talked a lot about the new earth in this conversation. And it's so imperative that we really hold the vision and connect to it and embody it as opposed to getting caught up in the, the circumstances and the other timelines and trajectories and stories and things that are floating out in the sphere right now. So hold the vision no matter the circumstance. And we also talked a lot about like personal, professional, financial growth that we've both experienced in these last two, three, four, five years on our collective awakening and same thing you know we talked about holding the vision hold the vision of the house holding the vision of this thing you know this experience and even if it doesn't immediately appear which can happen but regardless of that it's like surrendering the timeline and holding the vision and not energetically settling or giving up or getting caught into the circumstances and to me that's like true trust mm -hmm. is when we actually believe it's going to happen even if it's not an immediate thing so those are my, my final thoughts that flow through. <laughs> Mic drop again. <laughs> I'm here 
Libby, maybe we can just kind of share, you know, where, where people can follow us, what, what do we have going on, and then we can wrap up. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so I would love if you could connect with us on, for me, Instagram's probably easiest, Libby Light Leader. Yeah, head there, give us a tag, give us a share, let us know, pop in, our DM, pop in my DMs or Jenna's, she'll share hers in a moment. But yeah, it'd be super cool to connect and continue this conversation if this has sparked something within you or brought something up within you whatever that may be well said yeah and I'm on Instagram which is one of the best spots for me as well which is my company name soul meet strategy and same thing follow me but message me so I can follow you back let's connect you know share this to your stories if you liked this episode if it was activating for you and let us know that you loved it and maybe we'll come back and do another one of these sometime soon because this has been super fun yeah, so much fun. Thanks so much, Jenna, as always. And thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in and listening and receiving this beautiful, beautiful conversation. It's always such a beautiful conversation with you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. I love thank you. you. Love you too. I'm so grateful for you, Libby. And thank you so much for everyone listening. We love you. Love you. Mwah. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of the Soul Meet Strategy podcast. I'd love to hear what came up for you during this episode. Tag me on your stories on Instagram at Soul Meet Strategy and come hang out with me inside of the New Earth Feminine Leadership community on Facebook. Don't forget to leave me a review as I love and so deeply appreciate hearing your feedback. And from my heart to yours, keep shining bright, sister, and I'll see you on the next episode.